Blog Talk Radio. This is a study titled Guidelines for Happy, Successful Living. And it is an esoteric analysis of the Ten Commandments I would like to deal with for a moment. The word esoteric and the word exoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, indicates inner, inner meaning, spiritual meaning, real meaning. Words and figures are exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, outer. So words and figures are exoteric, outer external symbols. Esoteric interpretation reveals the inner real meaning behind the exoteric or outer words and symbols. Here now is my definition of the Ten Commandments. It's a different definition than is usually given or thought of. After all, you see, the Ten Commandments are not just simply a set of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. The Ten Commandments are really guidelines for right thinking, which produce right living and right results. I want to be purposely redundant about this. The Ten Commandments are really guidelines for right thinking which produce right living and right results. This is where our fundamentalist friends miss out completely on the interpretation of the Bible and the effectiveness of religion. It is impossible to interpret the Bible so-called literally and get a correct interpretation. The Bible is a book of mind science, a book of spiritual psychology. The Ten Commandments are guidelines for right thinking, for there cannot be right living or right results without first right thinking. And this is again where the evangelists have missed the boat in religion by trying to get people to live right without, first of all, teaching people to think right. And so in our consideration of the Ten Commandments in this series, we are studying the Ten Commandments as guidelines for right thinking which produce right living and right results. This is session one, and in this session, we are considering the first commandment. You will find this first commandment and all of the Ten Commandments in the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, in the Holy Bible, in the Judeo-Christian Scriptures as they would say in the theological cemetery, I mean seminary. And I read the first commandment for you from Exodus, the 20th chapter, the second and third verses. As a matter of fact, will you join me in the reading of this commandment? 
I am the Lord your God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Right away, the first thing that the first of the Ten Commandments does is to tell us who, what God is. And if there happens to be any kind of examination, the first question is going to be, how does the first commandment define God? I am is the self-definition of God given in the first commandment. I am the self-definition of the infinite, the self-revelation of the infinite. The first commandment reveals God to be I am. Who is I am? I am is infinite, unconditioned self-awareness. I am is formless self-awareness. It is by thought that we condition the unconditioned God. It is by thinking that we form the formless God. I want to use an example that I've used several times before whenever I've spoken to you about unconditioned self-awareness and formless self-awareness. I'm going to go through really quickly the 10 different things, but what I want you to do is be able to memorize these 10 things. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through, and I'm going to teach you this very quickly, um, a way of putting it onto your body. And we're going to put it onto your body just for, for ease. So I'm going to give you the 10 keys to having an ageless mind, every single one of them you've either heard me say or you intuitively know that these are important. That's not the reason I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it is to take knowledge and turn it into power and I want you to take those ideas and have them have real impact. And what I want you to do is when I'm going through it, I want you to cycle through and on a piece of paper, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, how well am I doing in that category? One third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology. Let's say two thirds in your control. These are the 10 things I would focus on. So the first one is a good brain diet. Good brain diet. So on a scale of zero to 10, what's an honest assessment? If you're honest and true to yourself, where are you on your diet? So we talk about the, the most important foods for your brain that are neurological, like protecting, you know, neuroprotective. So we're talking about avocados, we're talking about blueberries, or what I call brain berries, right? We're talking about broccoli, we're talking about eggs, if that's allowed it by your diet. We're talking about coconut oil or olive oil. We're talking about green leafy dark vegetables, wild salmon, if you're allowed, to, if you, that's part of your, your, your diet also as, as well. Turmeric, I do every morning, I do like an almond turmeric like tea, right? All these things are neuroprotective. Number two, killing ants. Automatic negative thoughts. How well are you controlling your self-talk? On a scale of zero to 10, honestly, even if you've done this with me, how strong are you? Zero to 10. Do your thoughts make a difference? Yes or yes? If I say constantly I'm getting too old, is that gonna be self-fulfilling? Yes or yes? 
If I say I'm forgetful, I have a bad memory. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. So your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. That's number two. Number three, exercise. And really what we're talking about here is movement. Your, the number one function of your brain is to control your movement, right? That's why we know there's not just a brain-body connection, but a body-brain connection, that using your body in different ways stimulates neurogenesis, it stimulates neuroplasticity, it stimulates brain-derived nootropic factors, which is the fertilizer for making new connections. So you have to move, but we live in a very sedentary life, right? I was reading this book, talking about barefoot kids and how we're taking away seesaws and sprints, you know, swings and all these things. We're overprotecting them and we're keeping them in a very sterile environment. They're not moving as much, right? They're always on their devices and they're not getting the brain growth, right? And it's leading to learning challenges and so on. But how much are you moving every single day? They say, they say sitting is a new smoking, right? You do not want to sit eight hours a day and just, and just study. I'm going to go through the rest fast. Number four, brain nutrients, brain vitamins. Because we're at, you know, we're traveling, we're going to eat the best foods ever. Are you supplementing with, there are certain nutrients, and I would just have, I would make this a no-brainer. I would just go to your functional medicine doctor and get, like, hormonal tests, full-spectrum tests, food sensitivity, and just see what your baseline is, because I really do believe people are bio-individuals. Like, and I've kind of seen all the research, talked to so many individuals. Find out what works for you, because if you're, the most important supplement is DHA for the brain. DHA. All right, that's number four. Number five, positive peer group. So rate yourself, zero to 10. How inspired, encouraged, challenged, energized are you by your peer group? And again, peer is choice. I'm not talking about your family, although they maybe are your peer, but the people that you choose, right? So either get new group or choose who you're gonna let affect you, positive peer group, because it really affects your, your brain, zero to 10. Really fast. Number six, clean environment. How clean is your environment? How organized is it? Zero to 10. And you know this, right? Is your external world reflected by your internal world and vice versa? Because it's a feedback loop. Have you ever cleaned your room, cleaned your desktop, cleaned your work area, and all of a sudden you have clarity of thought? The reason why I brought up the, the boxing match is this, is because I go over there, we watch this fight, and afterwards I was like, you know, I was me sitting here, Sylvester Stallone on the couch here, and then to his left was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I swear, if you took a picture of that, like, they'd be like, who photoshopped that Asian dude in that photo? But I was like, what does it take to be a champion like those guys? And then Arnold said, Jim, the difference between an amateur and a champion is a champion's willing to push past the pain period. Just like for those of you who did the exercise over the past few days, it's that intensity. And, getting, and is there a pain period in a relationship? Is there a pain period sometimes in a health crisis? Is there a pain period also in your business? multiple pain periods, right? The ability to push past, that's where the period is now because you've just been days and days and you're, you feel like your attention is wandering and going different places. This is the time when it counts, just like with your workout, right? So if Lorenzo and his team's here, that would be, that would be the goal. So that's number, that's number six. Number seven, sleep. On a scale of zero to 10, how good is your sleep? It's important for your brain? Three really simple reasons. It's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. That's where you actually remember. You do not, even when you're doing these workouts, build your muscles when you're working out. You build it when you rest. Same thing with your mental muscles, same thing with your memory. That's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. The other reason why you sleep is it cleans plaque out that can lead to dementia and potentially brain aging challenges. The last reason why is how you dream, right? Your REM sleep, your REM, your REM stages of your sleep, that's very important because that's where your, your creativity, that's where 
I'm telling you, like we did a whole thing on Superbrain on how to remember your dreams. But specifically, why do you want to remember your dreams? Because you learn all day, your brain doesn't shut off at night, it's, it's more active at night. And so Elias Howe created a sewing machine in his dream. You know, Paul McCartney came out with the song Yesterday in his dream. Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in his dream. Periodic Table came to a chemist in his dream. What are you dreaming about at night that could solve a lot of the problems in your business, in your life, but you forget it the next morning? That's why the first thing I do in my morning routine is remember my dreams. And six steps on how to do that, we, we talked about in, in Superbrain. After that, sleep, eight, brain protection. Are you protecting your brain? And I'm not just talking about, about wearing a helmet in extreme sports. Yes, that's obvious. I've had a series of you know, traumatic brain injuries and concussions and all those challenges. Yes, but I mean like things like EMS. Like we did a podcast episode specifically talking about um, electromagnetic fields and how it's affecting the brain. Is that affecting the brain, do you think? Do you think it's normal? Do you think we evolved or born to be able to be able to handle all the electricity that's coming out of these smart devices? You know, I read recently that over 90% of kids sleep with their phones underneath their pillows, right? Not on airplane mode, right? So it's, it's big, big, big challenge. We just did two videos on that. They have 4 million views in just a matter of a week. You should watch, watch those videos. EMFs, protect your brain. Number nine, new learnings. New learnings, meaning that you might have seen the longevity. This is a longevity conference. On the cover of Time Magazine where the, was this uh, study on nuns who were living 80, 90 and above. What was the secret to their longevity? First part, part of it was their emotional faith, gratitude. The other half, lifelong learners. These group of women were just learning every day, reading every day, having deep conversations, doing the work every single day. It added years to their life and life to their years. So always learning, and I'm preaching to the choir here. But I, I know for a fact most of you could actually push it even more. All right? That's how you create neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. If you want to know the secret to, to having an ageless mind, neurogenesis says you could create new brain cells the day you die. Neuroplasticity says you could create new connections the day you die. The two most important factors outside of sleep that's going to promote neurogenesis, neuroplasticity, novelty and nutrition. Just like your body, you have to give it novelty or stimulus and you have to give it nutrition and feed that muscle. Does that make sense? Same thing with your mental muscles. So novelty of movement, novelty of ideas. But most people, as we grow older, and I, I mean chronological age, we shut down because we feel like we know everything, right? So there's no novelty that's there. There's a Rumi quote that says, sell your cleverness for bewilderment. Like, when's the last time you felt bewildered? Remember, you don't have creativity or have focus or have a memory or have bewilderment or have love or have motivation or have energy. You do those things. You do energy, you do creativity, you do focus, you do bewilderment. So we're taking nouns, turning them to verbs, and we're taking a structure, a process, a strategy on how you can replicate that at will. And finally, the last thing, number 10, stress management. And this is the invisible one, right? Nobody wants to talk about, but you're under a, how many people didn't realize how much stress they were under until they were like hanging out here on the beach? Because, because it's like fish, they don't see the water because it's there all the time. But we are under so much environmental stress, pollutants, environmental stress, emotional stress, work stress, cognitive stress, financial stress. And we don't realize that, but you don't get the best of the best out of that, right? It's good for fight or flight, sympathetic mode. But when you want to go, when you want to be able, it's not good if you need to think. If you're stressed, it doesn't help you study. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you give a presentation. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you perform cognitively because it shuts down cortisol, adrenaline, big parts of your brain. So stress management. So how are you managing your stress? This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation.
All right. Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday show with your host, Akeem L, here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. Hope everybody's doing great. I am doing awesome. Uh, life is good. Um, I spent the most of last week building with some very good brothers, made some very good connections. Um, you know, we were uh, just going over the past year and talking about updates to different processes we work on, like the 1041s, 1099s, OI, all of that stuff, OIDs, trust, uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, one of the brothers put me on to a, a program. I'm already seeing profits already. Um what was great about last week, it was 14 of us. It was originally 12. We brought two new members in. Um, every one of the brothers that was on there had their own, you know, pretty much had their own business, uh, positive, uh, most of them family, family men, married, had children, uh, in the home, in the, you know, not split up. Um uh, and it was a, you know, and most of the brothers there were around my age, maybe a little bit older. And then there was a couple of ones that might be, you know, came around 10 years younger. But for the most part, not the most part, all of them was business-minded, prosperity-minded. They had a money consciousness. They had a positive mindset and didn't want to deal with the foolishness. So you're talking about 14 brothers in the same conference, all doing the same thing, thinking the same way. See, when you think prosperity, you're going to draw those type of people to you. They're going to, they, you're going to be connected with these type of people. We, you know, we, you know, living good, you know, not broke, not thinking about being broke. Not no, We didn't talk about problems not one time during that whole conference. You know, it was originally supposed to be in Dallas. But what happened, you know, one of the brothers got sick. Um, he still was able to attend. Um, uh, the Matrus guy, Al, Al Bay, he, he, he got sick. His wife got sick, but they're all doing good. Um, he was able to do his part. We made some changes. And um, we made it work. But it was nothing but great ideas and great, you know, showing all of the success that we had throughout the year, despite this pandemic, we all did great. Everybody in my circle are doing well. I don't have anyone complaining about the uh, pandemic and how bad it was. You know, you know, we we do witness all of the craziness going on, but we we are not allowing it to be in our psyche. Psyche. We are not allowing it to stop us from our success. And that's what happens when you have a positive mindset, a money-making mindset. What it'll do for you is weed out all of the problems for you. Once your mind gets to where it needs to be, it will weed all of that stuff out. So one of the brothers, you know, he trades stocks, he trades Forex, he does cryptocurrency, and he actually showed proof of him making you know, some some 
some very good profits throughout the years and how he helped another one of our brothers make some very good money, you know, so that firsthand. So when I saw that, I, I when I see opportunities, I jump on it. You know, everything comes with its risk, but life is a risk, you know, just going outside <laughs> is a risk. You know, it's better than my money just sitting there, just looking at me, not, you know, multiplying, you know, and, and, and he had, he was showing how he, he took one of his investments to pay for his daughter's car. He went went out, got his daughter a car. She just finished college. He said, I'm, I'm going to get my daughter a car. And um, he didn't want to pay for it, you know, his existing money that he was bringing in. So he said, I'm going to invest in this and I'm going to make this pay for it. He showed us how he took $1,400 and how that $1,400 was making him over $500 a month and it was paying for his daughter's car. So I said, man, I never thought of that. <laughs> you know, instead of going out and increasing bills, you want to, if you're going to increase your bills, you got to increase what? The amount of money that's coming in. You got to get, do something that's going to pay for that, pay that off. You know, and um, also he was showing how, um, you know, how to work the Forex market, things like that. So very good, positive meeting last week. It was great. That's why I didn't have, I couldn't do consultations for most of the week. I was sitting at a computer for a good part of six to eight hours a day from Wednesday until Sunday. You know, so I'll be bringing all of that good information uh, to the group, private group. Um, you know what 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 new things are involved already because I had to have an emergency meeting coming up Sunday just to get them up to date so they can get their 1099s in before it's too late. Yes, this show discharge. Why doesn't it work? That's what we're going to talk about. But before we talk about that, you know, I got to go into the mind science. That was Jim Quick. You guys were listening to. Very good teacher. I took his class back during the term pandemic, and just one of his lessons, I still got I think I still have access to it, but one of his lessons was teaching you how to remember words. It was 20 words you had to remember them, frontwards and backwards, and I was able to do that within 10 minutes using his techniques. I was able to remember 20 words going forwards and 20, the same 20 words backwards, and I gave the the technique to my daughter and she was able to do it. So, and, and you know how we get distracted. I said, you know, I'm going to go back to his website and buy some more lessons because what's, what is important? The Bible has been telling you, renew the mind. Keep transforming that mind. Not just transform it for, um, you know, you know, bad purposes, but transform it for good things, you know. So, and one of the issues is people, there's a quote, I think it comes from Einstein. You will never be able to solve a problem from the same level of consciousness in which it was created. And that's what people are doing. They're trying to solve problems, make more money, fix their relationships, but they don't want to change. They don't want to change their thinking process. They want to blame it on everything outside of them. That's the problem. And 
you're going to have to change. There's no, if you want better, you're going to have to change. You want your life to change, you're going to have to get down, learn, study, read some books, listen to some, listen to some positive audio. When I'm coming from Beth's house, pop in positive the whole way, and it makes my trip go by so fast. And But during that trip, I'm, I'm building my mind. Your mind is a muscle. It has to be exercised, and you have to feed it right. That's why I played that clip. You know, he, he actually gave tips on things to eat in his videos. He tells you what to eat to feed the mind. The grocery store has deliberately put only the foods on the shelf that's going to destroy your mind for the most part. Like, for instance, they want to sell you all of this skinless meat, right? But that is, the skin, the actual muscle meat is no good for you. It's the actual skin and the joints that is, that's going to supply the body the nutrients if, you, if you're eating meat. In the vegan arena, they're telling you, oh, this is organic, it's, it's non-dairy, this and that, but then it's full of chemicals. That destroys you. See, they they getting they getting people on all fronts. If you're not growing that food out there in your backyard, on your farm, whatever, you don't know what you're getting. You going to you can't even find a grape that's got seeds in it anymore. It used to be I was able to get them, but now it's like almost impossible to find a grape with seeds in it in the grocery store. The mind is important to everything we do. Everything we see, everything we're touching comes from an idea in the mind. So the mind must change in order to, for your life to get better. Your consciousness must elevate. You must continue to strive for, he also mentioned how the nuns, you know, living to 90 years old, vibrant. Why? Because they're always seeking knowledge, seeking to get better. And they, they have eliminated stress in their life. But one thing he did that was said in there that really struck me when he was in there with uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was asking them about success. And he, and he said, you have to be able to push through the pain, period, in order to be successful. And a lot of us compartmentalize that, meaning maybe we're just talking about our business. We've got to push through the rough times, and that's true. But, you know, we in our relationships, we run into tough times. Periodically, there's tough times. And in, in the, today's culture is give up and, and, and opt out to find something better out there. Maybe there's something better. Go, you know, looking for <laughs> – uh, the bird in the bush, so to speak, instead of worrying about the ones you got in your hand, the maybes. And a lot of people are trading in long-term relationships or possibilities instead of working with what they got. And I, and I, I, I do consultations with a lot of people. And I hear them talking about how bad baby mama is. That's most of the conversations I get. And then if I listen to them long enough, just long enough, 
I hear exactly why they're having that problem with that that baby mama. Listen, fellas, it's not always her fault. It's not always her fault. Y'all gonna have to take y'all gonna have to swallow this one tonight. It's not. Sometimes these women are reacting to your negative dispositions or your concept of what a man is supposed to be in the relationship. I'm not saying the women are perfect and this and that, but you got to remember women are very emotional. They, they they run deep. So when they feel hurt, you know, they react certain ways. But I hear, like I had a buddy just say, I said it on the last week's show, and I'm going to say it again because it was just the most ridiculous and retarded thing I've ever heard anyone say in a long time. A woman is not supposed to leave the man because the Bible said so. And I said, what? So she's supposed to sit there and just put up with anything, huh? And and take anything off you. I'm saying this to myself. I didn't actually challenge that verbally. But in my head, I was just saying it would just sound so ridiculous. And then he's, he's wondering why he can't keep it together. Because we, we have these these ideologies that are being preached to us. Our minds are just so screwed up from bad teachings that don't work. We spent, you know, we spent generations in these churches and all these other religious organizations. And look at where we are now. Look at the world. Look out there. You think these organizations have benefited us for the most part? No. It hasn't. All it did was lead us to more pain and problems because what we did was we bought into these ideas and then tried to live them. And then we, because we think this book or what these guys saying is the truth, instead of going within and, and reaching in and finding the God with you and getting know what, what that God is saying, we listen to some outside God. And that's one of the Ten Commandments. It says, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Oh, y'all think it's the God in the sky you're talking about? No, he's talking about you. All that, the Bible is a book about everything inside of you, the God in you. Not outside. The heaven you got to fix is the heaven, that mind. Because some people walking around with hellish thoughts. And that's the perfect example of them. And these hellish thoughts, are you trying to bring hell in other people's life with these hellish thoughts? And it was a time when I used to do consultations, and I hear these guys complain and complain about their their situation and the, the, the girls and how they do this and that and this and that. And I used to, you know, sympathize. Now I, I go into these conversations with no emotion at all. Because I know there's two sides to a story. I know there's more to it. And when I hear the the, the, the words and the conversation, I start to see it. I start to see how brothers are just acquiescing and giving up their rights without challenging things. Don't read any signing things without reading it. Now, because you signed something that you didn't, you didn't challenge it, now you got to pay for what you signed for. Oh, I can't deal with this no more. See, the first confession is, hey, it's me. I screwed up, and I need to change my thinking, and then I can get out of this stuff. 
And I know some of y'all get to Akeem. Every week, Akeem talking about the mind, the mind, the mind. Yes, because that's the, what's causing everybody's problems, our minds. My mind causes me problems every day, literally. And I got to deal with it daily. That's why it says keep on renewing the mind. Because it's a daily challenge to keep your mind on focus. Because something starts you up, starts up, and you just jump right in it with the ego and start going crazy. I'm, I'm talking about me now. And then you realize, you know what, there you go again. There you go. But I never live in a space of regret. So I say, okay, you just got to keep keep pushing. Keep going, pushing through that pain period. Pushing, don't give up. Don't be so quick to cut people off. Give them a shot because somebody gave you a shot. So let's see. Well, we got quite a few people on. Yeah, get that mind straight. Um, what else is out there? We had a a, a great show Sunday. Um, talking about um, uh, what was the subject? What was the subject? We talked a little bit about um, independent thinking. Let me go. I I can't remember the title right offhand. I just blacked out. <laughs> so I'm on information overload. I'm excited about what's to come. We got so much good stuff to come. I told you I got a lot of remedy coming. Oh, let's see. That show, Pursuing the Path to Independence. You know, I talked about how, you know, I, I started this show off and, you know, I just quit my job and quit. Well, I stopped my company and just started pursuing this. And same thing, you know, Beth basically did the same thing. And now, at this point, can't see no other way to live. We, You know, once you jump out of that matrix of working for someone and you start really controlling your own time, it is, it's like impossible. I can't even fathom that at this point, just going to clock in at somebody's job, you know? It's I, like I think about it, and I'm like, "What do you?" It's actually a scripture that kind of supports that. Oh, uh, let's see. It's in Proverbs. Proverbs. Let's see where it is. It says, "As a dog." Uh, what is it? This is a long scripture. I'm not gonna read all of this because I, I would have to sit here and break all of this down. But it's a story. It's, it's a scripture said. The idea of me going back to that is like a dog going back to its own vomit. That's how repulsive that idea. I can't even imagine. I I know some of you you, you have jobs and and it's, keep them. I'm not saying just walk off your job. What I'm saying is it's time for us to start thinking about our own prosperity our own generational wealth. Because when we go off to send our kids off to, to these jobs, you send you go off to you make you're making these guys like Amazon, these big companies rich. Making their family rich. You're seeing you're tending to their wealth. And so when things like COVID jump off, you, you, you have no control. You don't know what to do. 
And if you haven't noticed, this is the, right now is the time. Cryptocurrency right now, if you just put a little money in there and hold out, that, that Bitcoin is going to hit. You know, it, I think it's going to pull back to 19,000. I'm giving y'all hints. It's going to pull back, probably back to 19,000 soon. And then once it hits, it's going to hit that and it's going to bounce. And it's going to probably go to between uh, roughly to 50 by the end of the year, about 150,000. And there's other cryptocurrencies, XLM, um, uh, what is it, XRP, although some like Coinbase is not going to let you get it on them before. But I talked to some, some a, a brother yesterday, and he broke it down. Hey, that's going to probably go to about 4,000. And right now it's only thirty cents a, a a a coin. So what do you have to lose? You know, go buy some of them and put a few hundred dollars on it and hold on to it. Oh, uh, what's the other one? Let's see. XRP, uh, Ethereum, good one. It's another one. I I uh, let me pull up my wallet. I've been kind of slow walking it. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I'm trying to help y'all become XRP. Right now it's 29. When I bought it, it was around 20, 26. Well, I had it for a while. Uh, XMR. I had that when it was about, oh, Tron, TRX. That's like two cents, two to three cents, Tron. Actually, one of the brothers in the groups broke, put that one on, put me onto that, and he's helped, he's got something to do with the writing of that crypto. And then there's another one, which is the only one of its kind. It's backed by oh, oh, Rubies. I had a consultation with a brother in UC. Uh, it's $158 a coin. And that coin was um, created by some brothers, Moors. They got a tribal government recognized by the government. They created that coin and it's backed by Rubies in UC. So I would go and get one or two of those. I got one. I kind of swapped out some stuff for it. But any coin that's really, really, really cheap, I would buy those and just sit on them because they're going to go up. And right now we got a new administration possibly, you know, coming in in a a week. Or we don't know what's going to happen because they're talking about all this craziness with the capitals and stuff. And And let me remind you guys, don't get caught up in that hype. Don't get caught up in worrying about these people storming the Capitol because you know that's not our Capitol, right? The original one burned down. They rebuilt it. it you know that, right? Let them go tear up that thing. Who who cares? You know, they got the money to fix it. You know, let them worry about all that political stuff. You know, you got corrupt all the way around both sides. And um, they'll, you know, when you when you live when you spend your years 
oppressing a group of people purposely because you want to keep their land, because that's what this is all about. Because actually, when I had the consultation I had with the brother, he said his 93-year-old great-grandmother, still alive, told him the story that they switched over to black and Negro because they were forced to. Because if they said they was Indian, they were being killed. Genocide. So when you go in there and you try to do your passport and they don't want you to do it, then what do you think they're doing? They're still trying it. But for the most part, people who work with me don't have issues. Um, but why am I going to worry about a building? That's all it is to me. There's always who would made laws to make my life harder. <laughs> why? I'm not concerned with it because my own kingdom is right here in my house and I'm taking care of that. And that's it. That's all I'm worried about. I can't concern myself about whether they're going to pull all of these crazy things. And if they do, you know, I just have to, you know, have everything ready, protection ready. All right. All right. 742. What is it? Okay. We got a hand up. Uh, well, I want to talk briefly about this whole discharge and why it doesn't work and how I'm going to prove why it doesn't work because all of you who have watched these discharge videos by these other people who have claimed they have discharged many things. I've had people come to me, oh, I discharged and did not send me the proof. They sent me proof, and, and it's not proof. It's not proof. I haven't seen anything anybody in all the years I've been doing this that showed me that they actually discharged something. Okay. A house car. That, I haven't seen anything. Now I got rid of a car payment, but I had to, you know, put the car up somewhere for a while. And then they finally 1099 aided did or see one of those things. I even have the statement to prove that, but that's not what what's being taught. Okay. How I'm going to show you, I'm going to put the link. Oh, is this it? Hang on. Make sure I give you the right. Um, this is not. Okay, this is it. All right. I, was, I don't want to give you all the wrong link. All right, here's the link in the chat. It's a it's a it's called taxandwealthmanagement.com. But there's a link to the actual 1099 article. This is why discharge doesn't work. Let me just give you a summary. They tell you fill out 1099As or Cs or something like that, and just send them to the CFO of the company. First of all, that's the wrong person to send it to because he's not the accounting. You got to give it to accounting anyway whoever handles the county, right? But the rules of the IRS on 1099 forms is what reason why it doesn't work. It says here, new effective for the 2020 tax filing year, the due date and the penalties regarding filing the forms 1099 have changed. Please take note of these changes as the penalties for noncompliance has increased from previous years. So there it is. 
there's penalties when you don't do these things right, right? Here we go. New filing date. Forms 1099 for 2020 need to be filed with the IRS and the recipient on or before February 1st, 2021. So, number one, you have to send those things in before on or before February 1st, 2021. No, the IRS deadline is one month earlier than previous years. If we file 1099s for you in 2019, you will also be receiving a year-end letter with instructions for 2020 completion and new deadline. Failure to file penalties. See, this is where it gets hairy. The penalty due to international disregard of requirements to furnish a correct payee statement has increased. The revised penalty is at least $500 per payee statement with no maximum penalty. Increase in late filing penalties, penalties regarding information returns. These are Form 1099. That's an information return. Filed after 10-31-2020 are revised as follows. $50 per information return if you correctly file within 30 days. Maximum penalty, $500,000 per year. $175 for small business. $100 per information return if you correctly file more than 30 days after the due date. But by August 1st, maximum penalty, $1.5 million per year. So people are actually going back and doing, oh, three, four, five years, 1041 tax return. So they're saying $1.5 million per year penalty per information return. And this is why they get those hefty bills. See, normally the IRS doesn't come looking for criminal charges. What happens is, they go approach the person and ask them, what gave you the right, uh, on what information or authority did you have to file this return? And it, and it depends on that person, what that person says, then they come at them. See, it's simple once you read the rules that that's why I tell y'all, leave that stuff alone. Because the only reason why I'm talking to this is because I spent all day yesterday talking to people about this charge. Because there's still listening to people who say they can discharge. See, it sounds great. Oh, I can get rid of my bills. I ain't got to pay no bills. That's a, that fantasy sounds really good. But I can tell you, there's a lot of people who had that same idea and they got either some charges or they are charges or they did some time for it. And all of the people, when this whole discharge thing took off, uh, they're getting out of jail now. And they're seeking retribution because of that. They want to they hold some people accountable. But yet these people still teaching that crap. It doesn't work like that. You have to operate in trust 100% if you want to recoup. Your bank deposits. If you want to recoup any type of house payments or, get, you know, pay off the house. See, no CFO is going to discharge that thing. It all has to go through the treasury. FRN switched out for lawful money. And the only way you're going to be able to get lawful money is by doing your 1041 trust tax return 
Your grant to nine eight number. Yes. Oh yeah. Another thing. People told you you can't open up bank accounts with not with a, with a nine eight number. Yes, you can if you have the proper documentation. That's not true. And I've even seen where recently, I you know I just got information where estate numbers. Looks like they like a nine eight number. I don't I haven't you know know all the facts behind that, but let, let, let's get real here. You're gonna live in truth or you're gonna live in a lie. Chasing down fence. Listen, you can't get see most of the people who chase those ideas are looking for that they have this something for nothing attitude. Remember. You made these contracts to pay you the house. When you, you didn't know anything about all of the scams on the mortgages before, you didn't know anything about that. When you, you was happy to buy that house. You was happy to buy that car. Now that you're in it, now, oh, I, I, I lent them the money, and you're getting all up in arms, and you're going to just stop paying. That's foolish. And it's, and it's a bad money psychology. You should be thankful you got a car. You should be thankful you got a house and just pay that. Because if you're doing everything out of your trust account, there's a way to recoup that. There's a proper way to do everything. But you got to get connected with the right people, not with the liars. And one thing I, 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 I keep reminding people, stop listening to what people say can be done. And, and when they say, oh, show me the proof. See, I know this works because I've seen the proof. That's the reason why I'm saying do 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 the recoupment process. But before you could do that, first first off, you got to be looked at as a national. You can't be a U.S. citizen trying to recoup anything to do these forms. Because U.S. citizens don't have the right to do that. U.S. citizens can only do one form, and that's a 1040, and add a Schedule C to it if you got a business, if you're a sole proprietor. Now, when you start talking about LLCs and corporations, those are different stories. But still, even then, if you own that business, then legists own it, then you know it becomes a disregarded entity if it's an LLC. But if a trust owns it, it's another story. But the only way you're going to know this is if you do your research. Look for proof. See, the issue I have with most people that come to me, they listen to so many different theories. But they want to bring those theories for me to vet. And I don't entertain theories. I don't even waste my time in those conversations. Listen, you want me, you got a problem specifically you want me to help you with so I can guide you down the right path. I don't even talk about theory like that. Pretty soon I'm going to be introducing you guys to some couple of new brothers that came on who uh, have some very good um, skills with getting things off the credit in, in record time and also building business credit. You know, I got a it confirmed and, and um that they know what they're doing. Q 
QCIP numbers, all of that. See, it's all about connections, having the right connections. And, you know, but I'm not just going to be sending anybody to them. You got to come. If you're one of those something for nothing people, you can just forget about it. You can go listen to another show and, 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 and go hang out over there in that crowd. But this crowd that I'm dealing with is people who want prosperity, who think people who want something, who want to really live in an honorable, truthful life and have peace, good health, prosperity, wealth generated the right way, you see. All right, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. All right, we got a couple of callers. Um, all right, let's go to two five three four seven six. A little background noise. Yeah, there. peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Hey, peace to God. What How's up? everything going? Everything going good. How you doing? Doing great. Great. Happy New Year. Success. Happy Continue. New Year. Continue good wealth and health and success to you and your family. Thank you. Same to you. Oh, you got something playing in the background. I can hear it. It's echoing. Oh, yeah, that's the computer. Let me turn it off. Okay. I'm so, I want to give something to the to the to the listeners with your permission. But first, I'm supposed to ask. I'm supposed to give this to you. Okay. When you go into your dark room, that you said you you like to go in your dark room and do your meditations. Okay. I need to give you a breathing technique. Okay. When you okay. go into your dark room. You're sitting down in your dark room. I want you to breathe in through your nostrils. Do that for about a good five mm-hmm. minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. After that, okay. after that, what I want you to do, I want you to breathe in to a count of five. Hold it to a count of five. Then I want you to breathe out to a count of five. I want you to keep doing that. But at the same time that you're doing that, I want you to put your concentration on your third eye. While you're doing mm-hmm. all this heavy duty breathing and you're concentrating, I want you to put keep your concentration on your third eye. Okay, now I need to warn you, uh don't be surprised if like something just like pops open, like your third eye and you're gonna start seeing all this light in the bathroom there. Mm-hmm. That's your third eye is coming open. Mhm. Mhm. So Okay. All right. Breathe Breathe in for a count of five, hold it for a count of five, and then you breathe out for a count of five, hold it for a count of five. Do add that to your meditation and you're gonna see some changes there. Okay. Alright. Now I wanna give I wanna give a poverty spell to all our our listeners. I wanna give because some of us that lived in other lifetimes, we took what's called a vow of poverty. Including me, I, <laughs> I took it because they took me and my group up of a mountain, and they pushed us all off and killed us. Those was the authorities in that town. That time they didn't want us to be participating in spiritual things. So that was one lifetime that I was killed, push, being pushed off of a, a the top of a mountain. Okay, this is what I want our all listeners right. to listen to me closely. I want you to go into your closet, your bathroom, and get a roll of toilet paper. Each one of those rolls of toilet paper got the little things on there that's in sheets. Okay, I want you to pull off 21 of those sheets there. They're all going to be the same size and everything. And I want you to write on each one of those sheets, I banish poverty away from my life. 
I curse poverty away from my life forever. Okay, now you got 21 of those sheets there. Now, this is what I want, this is what I want you to do next. When you have to go to the bathroom to take a number two, after you get finished with your number two and you flush the toilet, you have to drop one of those those uh, toilet sheets in there because you got 21, and you're going to do that for 21 days. Every time you go to the bathroom to take a number two, you're going to drop a sheet in there every time, every day. But that's every day now. Even though if you go to the bathroom three times a day, you don't do that three times a day. You only do that sheet once a day. You drop it in there. And it's got written on there, I curse poverty away from my life. Mm-hmm. You have to say, you, you need to say this out loud. I curse poverty away from my life. This works. This is fantastic. Okay, all the other people, also listen to me also, in addition to the poverty spell, go to the store and buy some cinnamon and sprinkle it on your threshold of your front door, and you'll see money will start rolling into your house. Those are little simple spells. Uh, I want to get them past that right. before I start there giving them heavy-duty spells. Yeah, yeah. But I came. I wanted to ask you: Are you going to be I doing think that uh, an example? Heavy duty. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I'm going to give. I'm going to give them some heavy duty spells next. I want them. To, I want them to get this poverty spell out the way first, so to get that under their belt. And I'm going to give them some okay. heavy duty money spells. Yeah, I want to give them all okay. money spells. I'm going to be telling them about different stones that they can get. I'm going to tell them how to charge the stone up, what to do with it, what to say, what to tell the stone to do, and they'll do it. And I'm okay. almost about ready to get back into doing spiritual cleansings. I stopped before because there was just too many demons coming and attacking me for taking all these spells off of people. But now, oh, okay. I'm gonna, if they try to attack me now, I'm going to lock them up and keep okay. them until doomsday. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to ask you, are you going to do Are you going to do a, an example for a 1041 so we can see how it's going to look? I mean, a template? No, I don't have to do that. Why would I do that? You don't do it. Al does it. And you need to save those oh, questions okay. for the private meeting. Yeah. You don't do okay. the, that for them yourself. Yeah. Okay, I'll, right. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. And one more last All thing right. I need to share with you. Your your energy field has totally changed. As a matter of fact, what what is happening now, there are some of your, your, your spiritual bodies has been activated. And I think it got something to do with the new relationship that you're in. Because your energy field, mm-hmm. it is not the same. It has changed. So your your yeah. energy field, it, it's got it's it's got more uh, powerful. It, it's what's happening. Yeah, so I just want to share I that with a you. Powerful woman. She she's very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I took. Okay. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, that I told you, w- women are expanders. They they expand and touch and make things grow. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. If you got a question, press the one. If I don't have any more questions, I'm out. Um, something I wanted to say about rituals. Now, you know, he said a lot of rituals that that you know the first one that he offered. Um, you know, be. When it comes to rituals, I think it's just like what Jim Quick said. It's personal. Rituals are good. 
And I, you know, follow the ritual that he offered. But one of the more, my most powerful rituals that I do is the ones that come from inside of me. That where the spirit leads me to do certain things. Now, the other ones, I'm, they work. The ones that give me the, the best results are the ones that come from the spirit and energy inside of me. That I just, okay, I'm going to do this. And that's what I don't want you guys to forget. Don't get mechanical. Because when you start getting religious with these rituals, then you start to lose yourself. And now you're coming from a place of allowing someone else to control your success or your rituals. You have to take control of everything. Now, there's certain laws that you can't get away from. And you must follow that law. Like one of the biggest laws that people forget about, and it's one of the, it's that law of you reaping what you sow. So if you're sitting up there thinking about negative things all the time, worrying about things being wrong, that that's a ritual. So you need to make a ritual of thinking positive so that you can bring the good things. All right, let's go to the next caller. 510993. What's up, Elder? How you doing, brother? Turn off your um, turn off the uh, the background. Yeah, there's no background, sir. I'm doing good. Okay. How you doing? Oh man, I'm great, man. It's a beautiful year already, man. Uh, so thank you. Uh, Happy New Year's to you and your family. And uh, hey, man, I'm just so grateful that I'm on. Uh, I'm so grateful that uh, that I'm in your you know your sphere or your around you know like say six degrees of separation. Because man, you got it, man. That discharge, man. I I remember back in the day, it was talking about they went to jail and they had to stand a holding tank and all that. I'm like, what? The wait, wait, what wait, wait, six, wait. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not really feeling that six degrees of separation because that was a Will Smith movie, and I ain't like that. Oh, I, well, well, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just well, using. That. We got to clear yeah. that up, okay? Well, I don't know about Will Smith. I don't keep up with movies oh, okay. and stuff and things in that oh, nature because movie. I come from a good okay. heart. Well, I, come I, from, just, yeah. I just want to make get get that out because some other people might know that movie, and I just want hey, what you oh. Oh, 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 but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, but now nah, I come from a good space, so I come from a good space, so that doesn't. I'm not coming from a okay. negative energy. My stuff is positive. But uh, okay. I want to ask you, brother. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just about ready to get down with a membership. I was wondering, how do we get started? Because we spoke before. Do I call you, or how does that work? Send you an email. How does that work? The membership link is on my website. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's okay, right there. Okay. Premium okay. membership. Click it. Sign up. That's it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, all right. Well, then that's it then. But I thank you again, brother. And uh, I wish right, you, uh, you. Wish you, wish you well. And I'll talk to you later. All right, Sammy. Appreciate you. All thank right. you. All right, bro. All right. Um, yeah, what, what, the, the brother with the, the credit thing, it, I, I, you know, the way he does it, it's, I think it's, it's great. So I'm going to, if he... I'm going to get with him and see if he want to get on and talk about his business. And see, the way to true wealth is to make other people wealthy or help them get there. That's true wealth. That's how you get rich, by putting people in a position. You know, at our meeting last week, I was like, man, um, I'm busy. I'm going to be doing seminars and doing all of this. 
thanks to you, you know, told I warned them. <laughs> that's the dude. They're going to come. And it's, that's a good thing because now the truth will get out about how to get these processes done correctly. The, see, the government has all of these things out there for you to benefit from, but the problem is we've been listening to these liars tell us things and we believe the liars and didn't read the rules that they got right there in front of us. Right there, it's in front of us. I mean, the, when you read it, it's it's all for you. You see what I'm saying? So uh, anybody else want to talk, press the one. Uh, what's the name of the cryptocurrency again made by? Oh, it's called. Uh, actually, I'll put the link in there to the cryptocurrency in the chat. Hang on. It's, it's backed by rubies. Uh, it, I, they just created, and it's about to go on to uh, Coinbase in a couple of days. All right, where is it? All right, it is the only place I was able to purchase was on uh, Lobster. So I had to buy some Stellar Lumens, uh, which is XLR, I think, and then convert it into that cryptocurrency. Um. Let's see. It's in NUC. All right. It's called it's called New Unit of Coin. I think that's the name. How how it goes. All right. Let me find. Now these are Moors that 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 are involved in this. Oh. Um, New unit. All right, new. It's called New Coin. New Coin. Let me uh, get you the link. If it'll come up. Oh, my my internet acting funny now. All right. Here it is. All right. Here's the link. Let me get that to you in the chat. There it is. It's in the chat for you. New-coin.org. It's in the chat. And uh, let me go back to the website. Yeah, it's a... um, how to buy it will take you straight to Lobster. Got to set up a Lobster wallet. And um, yeah, you got to download the Stella wallet, which is the Lobster wallet, and then do that. Let's see. Yep. That's right. Gotta to listen to your spirit. Any let's see any other questions I got in this chat room here. Yeah, a lot of people are John, stuck with that uh that that John Keating uh at mindset. They still 
still looking for somebody said I was cutting out. Am I still cutting out? All right, let's take a phone call. Here we go. Three one three seven three seven. Oh, peace to the God, Akeem. Pure energy, buddy. Hey, pure energy. What's going on? Peace. Oh man, loving the show, man. Loving the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I specifically, I specifically like the point where you said rituals are personal. Yeah, they very. I like yeah, that. I know for me that that they are. It's like everybody's different. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a guideline you want to follow, you know, with certain things. Like this, like cinnamon on the, you know, that's good because I burn cinnamon incense and keep cinnamon around, mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. you really got to go with your spirit on those things because that's the ones that work because that is, that is not influenced by someone else's energy. Right. It's your own internal combustion that's, you know, radiating that or regulating that. I get you. I get you. I like how you put that, man. I -hmm. like how you put that because them breathing exercises, they do help you. And and I like, you know, I was listening to brother talking about that one. And that that sounds similar, um, you know, some of the things that's written in the Emerald Tablet. Similar. Very similar. Mm -hmm. What that brother was saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, me those are powerful rituals that he mentioned. Mm-hmm. And like you say, with mm-hmm. the spirituality, I, I, uh, I, I do personal rituals every, uh, uh, according to the Book of Jubilees. So March twenty first, spring, and then the summer, June twenty first, then September, and then December. You know, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, they bring they bring uh you know, me personally, man, done brought me a lot of peace. You know, life still go on and shit uh, you know, get thrown in front of you, but that's just life. But for that's the most the way part, things are. Man, I got I got tranquility. I released a lot of negative energy, released a lot of mm-hmm. negative thoughts. You you know what I'm saying? A lot of negative people. You you know what I'm saying? Right. That's the important and part. And you got you know, and you let you let like I like I like to say radiate permeate saturate and inundate your pure energy send that out into the universe and like you were speaking right. again on how shit come back around to you you see what I'm saying right no matter yep, what you going absolutely. through turmoil or tribulations you going through the more you send out I like to say pure energy pure energy will come back to you. You see? Right. Absolutely. Boom. There it is. All right, Septimius. <laughs> no doubt, God. All right, peace, peace. Hey, you know what I wanted to tell you all about this uh, new coin? I meant to mention it to you. I kind of forgot. <laughs> this coin, the in, the new unit of coin that the more these guys put together, um, is the first irrevocable pure trust organization on the blockchain. So they're doing everything correctly. And they recognize that as their tribal, uh, the guys back behind all of this, they're recognized. And they understand that more was synonymous with the indigenous people. 
The only reason why the disconnection came because they were warring against the, the you know the people to you know change their status. So if they change your status, you got to change it back. So if you look down at if you go in to the website, it tells you first irrevocable pure trust organization on blockchain. I think this this coin is going to be a lot worth a lot. So that's why I got in, and I'm going to try to get a, a few more and hold on to them. Because it's actually backed by a physical asset. So. All right. Let's see. All right. I think I'm going to call it a night. Um, I gave you all talked about the discharge. And don't waste your time and money on that. Um, you know, but you do what you want, you know, you get to live your life and get to experience your hardships for yourself or your good ships. But, um, uh, stay tuned tomorrow. We got, uh, the, uh, Solomon Temple show, 10 a.m. Uh, divine connection show, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. The, uh, the raising independent thinking show with Bathsheba on Sunday. Uh, she's already got her topic ready to go. Um, and then we got Bun Bay on Monday. And with that being said, I will leave y'all with a little bit of Reverend Ike, a new one that I, I picked up a couple of weeks ago. I got about 12 new ones, I think, 11 or 12. Let's see if I can find it. Um Master, I think it's Master of Success. Let's see. Rev, I, you know. There it is, right there. This is a study titled Guidelines for Happy, Successful Living. And it is an esoteric analysis of the Ten Commandments. I would like to deal with for a moment the word esoteric and the word exoteric E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C indicates inner inner meaning spiritual meaning real meaning words and figures are exoteric E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C Outer, so words and figures are exoteric, outer external symbols. Esoteric interpretation reveals the inner real meaning behind the exoteric or outer words and symbols. Here now is my definition of the Ten Commandments. It's a different definition than is usually given or thought of. After all, you see, the Ten Commandments are not just simply a set of thou shalts and thou shalt nots. The Ten Commandments are really guidelines for right thinking, which produce right living and right results. I want to be purposely redundant about this. The Ten Commandments are really guidelines for right 
thinking which produce right living and right results. This is where our fundamentalist friends miss out completely on the interpretation of the Bible and the effectiveness of religion. It is impossible to interpret the Bible so-called literally and get a correct interpretation. The Bible is a book of mind science, a book of spiritual psychology. The Ten Commandments are guidelines for right thinking, for there cannot be right living or right results without first right thinking. And this is again where the evangelists have missed the boat in religion by trying to get people to live right without first of all teaching people to think right. And so in our consideration of the Ten Commandments in this series, we are studying the Ten Commandments as guidelines for right thinking which produce right living and right results. This is session one, and in this session, we are considering the first commandment. You will find this first commandment and all of the Ten Commandments in the 20th chapter of the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, in the Holy Bible, in the Judeo-Christian scriptures as they would say in the theological cemetery, I mean seminary. And I read the first commandment for you from Exodus, the 20th chapter, the second and third verses. As a matter of fact, will you join me in the reading of this commandment? I am the Lord your God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, you shall have no other gods before me. Right away, the first thing that the first of the Ten Commandments does is to tell us who, what God is. And if there happens to be any kind of examination, the first question is going to be, how does the first commandment define God? I am is the self-definition of God given in the first commandment. I am the self-definition of the infinite, the self-revelation of the infinite. The first commandment reveals God to be I am. Who is I am? I am is infinite, unconditioned self-awareness. I am is formless self-awareness. It is by thought that we condition the unconditioned God. It is by thinking that we form the formless God. I want to use an example that I've used several times before whenever I've spoken to you about unconditioned self-awareness 
and formless self-awareness. Let us just imagine that there is a cookie maker or a biscuit maker in front of us with a table and in the bowl is a great big hunk of dough. Cookies are being made. I remember my mother making up the dough to make cookies. And that great big hunk of dough was without form and void. And my mother had these little cookie cutters. She would take the dough, flatten it out on flour on the table, take a cookie cutter and impress it upon a piece of formless dough and cut out a star or an animal or some other shape. The infinite God, infinite substance, infinite being is like that great big unformed hunk of dough. It just is. In other words, that great big unformed, formless hunk of dough really says, I am. The cookie cutter is your thought because your thought defines the shape of the form that that dough will take. This brings abstract theology, I believe, a little closer to us. And so I am, again, is what? Formless self-awareness. Unconditioned self-awareness. Unconditioned awareness of being. That dough just is until you make it a star or an animal by cutting it with your thought. Ladies and gentlemen, you, man, is always conditioning the unconditioned God by his thought. Man, you, you are always forming the formless God with your thought. Isn't that an awesome consideration? Your mind, your individual mind, your individual thought process is that which forms the formless God. And the formless God becomes to you whatever you think. Wow. And so the first commandment reveals God to be I am infinite, meaning limitless, endless, unconditioned self-awareness. I am that I am means I am that which I am aware of being. Say that with me. I am that which I am aware of being. I am that I am also means I am that which I think I am. Together, I am that which I think I am. The first commandment is a revelation that awareness and awareness alone is God, cause, reality, power, anything. 
I'm somewhat hesitant, but yet I must debunk now the anthropomorphic God. Anthropos in Greek meaning man. Anthropomorphic. The man-like God. God is not a big man in the sky. As a matter of fact, the only personality that God, unconditioned self-awareness has, is in you as man. And it's interesting also, do you know that God and man really create each other? Every man takes God and conditions him with his thought, with his belief. The first three commandments, by the way, are really the same. Variations, variations only upon the same theme. But you're going to have to come to think of God and to get a sense, a feeling of unconditioned self-awareness, what that is. Awareness, consciousness, awareness alone is God, cause, reality, power, anything. I inserted a warning to keep some people from going off. I am or I am God is not human self or ego. Got that? I am God does not mean that Mary Sue Jones is God, the Almighty. Or that Charlie Brown is God Almighty. There's a very interesting verse of Scripture also in the book of Hosea, the 11th chapter and the first verse. I have called my son out of Egypt. And it has an interesting definition which I share with you. I, the infinite, unconditioned self-awareness, freeze my son, my own individualized self-awareness from Egypt. Egypt means, in this case, bondage to the senses, slavery to materiality and limitation, and I free my son from bondage, from Egypt, by reminding him, reminding myself of who I am in him and as him. Here's an affirmation that I wrote, and I want you to say it together with me. I am that unlimited, unobstructed, undelayed receivingness, givingness, and enjoyingness of God infinite good. Some of those words I've never heard of before. I want you to notice what we did with I am in that affirmation. We are conditioning it. I want to ask you a question and you can deal with it in your own meditation. How are you conditioning God in you? How are you conditioning unconditioned self-awareness? How are you forming the formless self-awareness? As what? You see what we're doing in this affirmation? I am that unlimited, unobstructed, undelayed receivingness, givingness, enjoyingness of God, infinite good. From deep within man, the voice of God calls and says, I am the Lord your God, which have brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, this brings into play... Again, what I told you about the Bible. The Bible is never intended to be geography or history as such. Frankly, history and geography and other material sciences in the Bible are purely coincidental. 
The Bible is a book of consciousness. All of the persons, places, events, and things in the Bible are dramatizations of the consciousness of God in man and as man. Egypt, bondage to the senses, slavery to materiality, limitation. In the Bible, the children of Israel were in bondage where? In Egypt. I'm sure that that's a historical fact. I'm not trying to deny that as a historical fact. But that is more than just a historical fact. Every person who is in bondage to the senses, to materiality, everyone who is in any kind of binding limitation is in Egypt. Egypt is a limitation state of consciousness. Egypt is a state of consciousness where one believes that people and things have power over him rather than I am. As long as you believe that any person or anything has power over you, you are in Egypt and you are not worshiping I am. And as long as you believe that any person or anything has power over you, you will remain in bondage. Not because those persons or things actually have power over you, but because you believe that you have conditioned I am to that. There is no other cause. Now, we're using the terms awareness, consciousness, belief. These are all synonymous. Let's list these synonymous terms. Consciousness, awareness, belief, thought, mind. These are all synonymous for our use in this series. Even in the thing that seems to bind you, the only power that it has is your belief, your thought, your awareness. Also, the children of Israel. Israel means those who know the law. Make a note of that. You see, you're going to learn the Bible as you have never learned it. Who is Israel? Those who know the law, the law of self-awareness, the law of I am, the law of consciousness, the law of thought, the law of belief, the law of I amness. Who are Israel? Those who know the law, the law of mind. All of the foregoing are synonymous. These are Israel. These are God's chosen people. Not because they're better than anybody else as such, but they are Israel. They are chosen. Why? Because they know the law. The law of God. The law of good. I'm being purposely verbose. Write it down. I like to say these things in so many different ways to give all of the shades of meaning. 
The Gentiles, on the other hand, are those who do not know the law of the Lord. Here again, uh, the law and the Lord are really the same. The Lord, again, is the law, the law of mind, the law of life, the law of thought, the law of consciousness, the law of self-awareness, the law of awareness of being. But you see, the Gentiles do not know the law of self-awareness. First of all, the law is given to who? To Israel, to God's people. And of course, these are not really people at all, but represents a state of consciousness. You'll find that the Bible aren't really dealing with people where everybody in the Bible represents a state of consciousness. Write that on paper as well as in your heart. And this is one of the keys to Bible interpretation. When I get through with you these seven weeks, the Bible is going to open up to you. It's going to be different from the way it's ever been. It's going to make sense for a change. So everybody in the Bible represents what? A state of consciousness. Every place in the Bible represents a state of consciousness. A condition of awareness. The Gentiles do not know that thoughts are things. The Gentiles never connect their way of thinking with their conditions. The Gentiles believe other people are doing it to them. But Israel knows as a man thinks, so is he. Israel knows that I am. Self-awareness is the Lord of the law of life, the law of mind. Everyone who knows the law of consciousness is Israel. Write it that way. Those who do not know the law of consciousness, even if they were born into that particular race, they are not spiritually and mentally Israel. I have called my son out of Egypt. God's people, God's son, God's offspring, the individualization of God is called out from the belief that materiality, a material phenomenon, is cause or is God. There's one thing that I want you to get out of these first three commandments. There is no cause in material phenomena. Say that with me. There is no cause in material phenomena. There is no cause even in your condition. Even your physical body is not cause. There's no cause even in cancer. Cancer does not even cause itself. There is no cause in any condition. No cause, no power, no reality. Only I am is what cause. Again, one of the definitions, and I believe it is 
orthodox and theologically correct, and I agree with it this time, God is first cause. Say that with me. God is first cause. But you see, in this science, not only is God first cause, God is the only cause. And God, again, is what? Awareness. Awareness of being, consciousness. This is the only cause. When I get through with you for these seven weeks in this series, you must have no other cause before me. <laughs> Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, is one. I understand in a certain branch of the Jewish faith, they recite this as a litany to impress it upon the mind. So I want you to know I intend to sound like a broken phonograph until I drill every other cause out of your mind. And you see, the belief in other causes are idle gods. Write that down. The belief in other causes is an idle god, a false god. As I was about to say, I understand there is a litany in some branch of the Jewish faith where in the services they recite, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not two. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not three. Come on, let's, let's, let's go to ten with it at least. Come on. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not five. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not six. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not seven. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not eight. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, not nine. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is